0: Welcome back to the inaugural season of the Developmentor Podcast. I'm your host, Grant Ingersoll. Each episode, we're showcasing all the different careers and technology and the paths people have taken to arrive into the, that position. Today's guest is a hip-hop artist and brand ambassador turned tech entrepreneur and CEO who is also on a mission to help others. Please welcome to the show, Divine.
1: Please, Grant. Thanks for having me, brother.
0: Yeah, so Divine, I so appreciate you coming on. Why don't we just kick things off by having you tell your story, how you arrived to to where you're at in this tech industry, and and kind of some of your backstory.
1: Yes, I have I have a very unique and um untraditional pathway to technology. Uh, I always tell people that the tagline to my life is from crack to rap to tech. So for the crack piece, I was a substantial drug dealer. Um, due to that. I'm formerly incarcerated. I spent ten years incarcerated. Uh eighth grade formal education. self so taught beyond that and no tech background. From that we go to rap. So while incarcerated, my first time incarcerated in the federal system. Um I got seven years. And during that time, I honed my um uh, my rap skills. I had always been uh I'd always loved hip hop music. i had always been writing and recording music since I was about ten years old. Mm-hmm. So I decided to hone my home my um my rap skills, I decided I wanted to be a hip-hop rap recording artist. But not only that, I wanted to bec- become an executive as well in the music industry. So I would study books from A to Z and learn, just learn about the music industry. And I eventually learned it at an executive level. I just never had the credentials of, you know, being formally, formally educated hmm. in that space.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so when I came home, I started my own record label, and I got into uh, that career path. Um, Eventually, I just dealt with recidivism in and out of prison for about 20 years, man. Wow. And, uh, and so the tech piece started when, when my last time I was incarcerated, I became 100% dissatisfied. And I, and I formulated a determined, determined out damn my mind to change my life around once and for all. And becoming 100% dissatisfied, I was always taught that, you know, no change occurs until, until there's 100% dissatisfaction or take something dynamic. To change the psychological cycle, and I was dealing with a, uh, a psychological cycle of, of of recidivism and engaging in, in you know in, in criminal culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I decided to become an entrepreneur. So while I was incarcerated, I came across a story about a famed Silicon Valley billionaire, and venture capitalist named Ben Horowitz, who loved hip hop and he used hip hop to teach business lessons to his employees.
2: Mm.
1: So for me, that was intriguing because I, I I knew what a venture capitalist was at the time. I knew it was somebody that, that invested money in, in, in companies.
2: Yeah. I
1: didn't know the depth of what a venture capitalist was, but I knew it was it was a strong contrast between um, a billionaire venture capitalist who was who was who was uh you know who was Jewish, um and in Silicon Valley, and the hip hop that comes from the streets, it comes from pain from poverty. Um. So the two didn't connect. So it intrigued me about this man. And I, and I, said, I said in my mind that I was going to meet him. And that became an, another determined idea. So I had someone from the outside send me his Wikipedia page so I could learn more about him. And what struck me was not that he was a billionaire, but the part about him where it spoke of him being philanthropic.
2: Hmm.
1: And I thought that was a strong touch point for me to appeal to him. Because when you think about people who are philanthropic, They usually are at least sympathetic to people's plights and causes. And, um, and that, so that kind of like made me feel like if I could reach out to him, then he would, he would get my story. He would understand, you know, my, my story, identify with it in some way because he loves hip hop and he loves hip hop truly. Then he would, you know, see that piece of me, that, that skill, that skill that I had and that, um, and that talent and, and connect with me. So that was, that was my goal. And that's kind of how the story from crack to rap to tech manifested.
0: What a tagline! I don't know that. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody I've I've met in tech certainly has that story. Uh, I want to pick up on a couple of things in in what you just said that I think are are really intriguing to me. You know, in, in your your first uh go around there on the on the way from crack to rap. you know you you talked about learning about being a a music executive and and you made the comment you know a a lot about being self-taught and then i think even in the the second go around here where you you finally hit that point of 100 percent dissatisfaction to use your words again there's this notion of education in there where you're you're saying hey you know what i've got to be responsible for getting it out you know making a difference talk a little bit about you know this this self-taught side of you and 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 how that's factored in and and how you found resources to help your help you out
1: yeah so i gotta rewind it back to somewhere near the beginning
0: when i was a youth
1: um when i was a child um my mother was middle class she made me very well uh, my father was um in and out of my life i knew who he was but he really wasn't a strong fixture in my life so i know i had no real Real uh, male role model. At the time, I, I, my mother had enrolled me in, in, uh, in Catholic school, and I was always I was always studious. I was always like I always read books were like one of my passions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so so educating myself. My mother wasn't like she never went to college or anything like that. But education for me had always been a part of my life, especially the, the aspect of reading, right? Yeah. And you know you learn a lot from reading. There's a lot of lot of skills you pick up from reading. And you can develop your mind in a lot of ways. So that was, I think, that's one of my superpowers, and that carried on throughout my time incarcerated. And when when we were thrust into the projects, from my my mother had an uh, emotional mental breakdown due to um my father's unfaithfulness and the things he did to her mm-hmm. involving uh, marrying her and things of that nature. So she ended up having an emotional mental breakdown, and that's where she kind of veered off the path of you know she never smoked. She never smoked. She never, she never drank. She was actually raised um, in, um, in a home by nuns. But um, that's where the change for her happened. And that dynamic changed for her, um, leaving Newport, Rhode Island, connecting to um, or aligning with an unscrupulous individual that she left with, and then getting involved in, um, in the drug trade. She had moved to Leesville, Louisiana, getting involved with the drug trade down there and other people who were just negative, negative individuals. She got caught into this world, and you know her being her not like being somebody that comes from the streets, her not being somebody who even smoked or drank to get involved with the drug trade and then eventually use drugs during the 80s crack epidemic and that was a dynamic that kind of shifted her life and then in, in turn affected mine and my younger brothers, which led to us being thrust into poverty yeah. and, 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 and to, into the ghetto and the hood, whatever you want to call it, and becoming engaged in. And being exposed to crime culture, but when I when I was incarcerated, I carried that same that same love of knowledge, and that same that same desire to educate myself. I knew education was powerful. So anyway, when I went to prison, I had I had one of my thoughts were that I can't come back home the same individual. I can't be at the same place Hmm. that I was when I when I left. So I made a determination. I did my first time in prison that I was going to educate myself and I did a lot of reading. So I read a, a lot of like social studies, books, world history, um, ma- uh, books on mathematics. Um, I got deep into spirituality. That was like one of the real things I kind of, um, connected to was spirituality and I studied over religions. And one of the things I focused on outside of spirituality was the music industry. So I, I would buy books on the music industry and, and read those because I wanted to not only be a hip hop rapper, recording artist when I returned and followed that career path, but I wanted to make sure that I was um, equipped on the business side because I've really had always had this inclination towards towards an entrepreneurial mindset and being a businessman
0: so you so you've got kind of this love of music you've got this thirst for knowledge uh which i think is one of the things that underpins any successful person right is this <laughs> i've got to go figure this out so you, so you you meet ben you 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 push forward into tech i know you've you've done some startups and and kind of bring us up to where are you now and and you know fill us in from that that time of meeting ben through to through to now
1: yeah so um you know when I, when I reached out to Ben, um, when I learned about him in prison, came home in the two years after I was released, um, came, came across him on TV, on the, uh, on the VH1 documentary, Tandem of America,
2: hmm. based
1: on a book by Steve Stout, Ben's, Ben's friend. Um, I did more research on Ben, uh, and then I reached out to him on Twitter. And initially, my, my initial thought was to ask Ben to invest in my music, music company, you know, because he, he actually loved artists um, whom my music got compared to. And so I thought there was a, a strong touch point there with the music. So instead of asking him to, to, you know, to invest in my music company, since I really had the opportunity, I asked him to mentor me. And that led to a conversation that, that led to him visiting my Kickstarter that I had at the time to learn about my music. He comes back, he put money in my Kickstarter, and then he gave me his email address and told me that if I had any questions to reach out to him. That would eventually lead to me writing the song, Venture Capitalist, subtitled like Ben which doing the rap about him. Sending it to him, him loving it, but yeah. even more so, his wife loving it. And his wife Felicia Hall, which was African American, she loved it, and she became one of my my um, biggest pledges on my Kickstarter, and okay. one of my uh, greatest supporters to this day. So we fast forward. Um, this was in March of 2014. I connected with Ben. Um, you know the whole thing. He flew me out to Silicon Valley. Him and his wife. Um, we became fast friends. Wow. I the, I officially entered the tech space. Anyway. That journey now, if we look at now, fast forward five years later, so much has transpired in my life. Um, so much I've learned. Uh, ben and his wife, Felicia, have supported me throughout. I always say that Ben opened the door for me, but his wife, Felicia, is the one that ushered me in. Mm-hmm. She, she's, she's, a, um, she's just a force of, of, of good and positivity. I've been blessed by, by both of those individuals. So I always try to praise them yeah. in that way and give them their recognition. Yeah, they always say that I've done, I've done the work, which I have, and you know, and I'm proud of myself for doing that work. But unless people believe in you, and 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 support you, and you have that type of support system to motivate you, inspire you, then you know, most times it's harder than what than what, it, than, what it, than what it may appear to be. Um, I I moved to Silicon Valley last year. I first moved out here, and I was living in Palo Alto. I had talked to Ben at one of his barbecues. That I often, that I often um. Uh, attend. I'm like, yo, Ben. You know, i built this startup. I really believe when I'm doing up with this startup, it has a social impact component, um, and I and I think it solves a great problem. Um, but you know, I I I I really want your advice. Like, you know, what I'm trying to find the next thing for myself. Like, what's my next my next step and my journey? He basically said, he's like, you no, know, Divine. I can throw you the ball, but I I can't really I can't really run it for you. You have to decide on what you want to do. Yeah. And um, he's like, you know. If you want to be in technology, you need to be in, you know, you'd be in Silicon Valley. This is where technology is at. This is the hub of the world for technology. So I thought about that and I thought about a game plan of how do I move to Silicon Valley. And um, I came across a um, portfolio company of his company, Andreessen Horowitz, called Udacity. Mm-hmm. I came across and I found that they had this digital marketing nano degree program. Nano degree means like small program. Yep. And the, it was in digital marketing. And I decided to. Um, to take it, but I didn't have the thousand dollars at the time to, for the tuition. And then later, after the fact, I learned that it was it was a portfolio company of injuries and in Horowitz. So I decided to reach out to Ben, and I basically broke down to so him like, you know, I want to come to Silicon Valley. I have to get my financial life in order, and other things I got to get in order, and I want to make sure that I have something to bring to the table. I want to make sure that I have value if I'm going to be in the, the Silicon Valley space in the technology industry. I found this course; they normally give out scholarships. But this particular one doesn't have any scholarships. But could you, however, speak to somebody and get me a scholarship mm-hmm. so I could take this and have this, this skill and you know, they actually find employment for you, um and mi- minimum um entry level, fifty thousand dollars a year. And it was a thousand dollars. So if you think yeah. about a thousand dollars turns into fifty thousand dollars three months later, it's only hard only, hard only best, industry yeah, only, only only industry I know that, that you're able to do that from my background. Is a, is a drug industry, you know what I mean? Right. To elicit illicit yeah. illegal drug industry. So um, I was excited about that, and he came back and told me he loved my game plan of moving out to Silicon Valley, how I was thinking about it, and how I was approaching it, and the, um, and he decided that him and his wife Felicia would give me the thousand dollar scholarship, and they That's did, great. and I and I um, and I ended up graduating in January of two thousand eighteen, and then I actually moved out uh, two months later, March 1st.
0: Wow. That's great. Yeah, Yeah. I know it's so many great things in there, right? Like the, the power of having a mentor, right? And somebody who's in your, and like you said, it, it doesn't mean you have to, they have to be there every single moment for you but but just having that that person who who believes in it whether that's your parents or a good friend or I know like I've had a, a mentor for a long time and he, he knows nothing about technology or I shouldn't say nothing but he he's he's in a completely different field but he's always there and I can I can run advice by him and and he he, he kind of helps me reset my brain in a lot of ways when it when it and and he pushes me and and it sounds like ben's done done that for you as well and and then the other thing that i hear in your voice that really comes across is you've gotta now you feel like yeah i've got a i've got to take and prove out that i can do this which i think is also a a, a great reason for everybody to have a mentor is you you you, you want to carry on that tradition
1: Right, right. Oh, agreed. That was a key thing. That His knowledge was more important to me than anything. And the, one of the things Ben taught me early on was that I had to have a long view. And that long view just represents, you know, really thinking about, you know, where you want to be and how you want to get there. And, you know, and Ben always talks about not taking, there's no shortcuts to knowledge, right? You have to go through the experience.
0: Yeah, You I have wonder. to have that
1: experience, you know?
0: I know his book, Uh, a hard thing, the hard thing about hard things. uh, And we'll look that up in the show notes. I know that was really helpful to me. And and one of the few business books that just like kind of cut to the chase, you know what I mean? Yeah. Phenomenal
1: book. Phenomenal book. It gets right down to the nitty gritty of, 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 of of the, the pains and the, and the hardships of, of building a startup, you know, building a company.
0: Yeah. So let's maybe shift gears a little bit here. So now you're in, you're in Silicon Valley and, I mean, right. what's kind of surprised you so far? What's kind of what's been that experience of you, you know, by your own words, you're this outsider in tech. You come into tech, and and let's face it, like tech can be daunting at times, even as a, as an insider. It's, it's it's a, it's moving really fast. B, right. you know, it's it's by definition treading new ground, and you know, it's it's dominated by. Uh, a very insular com- community, if you will. Right. Like, uh, uh, people, you know, super smart people with very high end degrees doing, you know, really hard things around <laughs> software and hardware and all that you're coming in self-taught, working hard, got some good connections to get you started. But like now, now we're, what's been kind of the, the next level for you here and kind of figuring out how, how to navigate this new world.
1: Yeah, so my first, my first plan of action when coming to Silicon Valley was I had the, I had the digital marketing degree from Udacity, which at entry level puts me at $50,000 minimum a year. So what I did was I, through some connections and through some relationships, I was able to secure a contract in three months with a nonprofit based in San Francisco. Uh, the name of it was The Last Mile. Mm. Mm-hmm. So sure, it's called TLM, and what they do, they they basically teach inmates how to code to prepare them for positive transition uh, and entry into technology into the technology space. So yeah. I secured that, and I did that for three months, and I learned about you know about um, about nonprofits, and you know and just and just being in the workforce. I never really worked at that type of level before in my life, so I learned a lot. Um, it was a challenge, and to be honest. I I found that what I was doing, just wasn't a good fit. And the founders of that, that organization is Chris Redlitz and Beverly Parente, husband and wife, um, team that, um, have built this phenomenal organization empowering the incarcerated through technology and business. So I moved on from that. I took a hiatus for a few months just to really think about what do I want to do? Because that experience really showed me that you have to really, really love what you do. Um, and then I love what they what they do, as far as an organization. But my role within the organization and my capabilities at that time, it was just it was a it just was a slight right. contrast, right? It just wasn't the right fit, and that and that was okay, right? We we talked about it. It was okay. Um, it's a, it it's a journey. It's not going to be yeah. a smooth ride, right? Mm-hmm. You don't climb mountains that are that are smooth and easy, right? You climb mountains that are rough and rugged. That's how you get up them. Yeah. Um, so that being said. Um, I talked about Ben. I talked to Ben again, and Ben had had my resume before I even moved out. I, he had asked me for my resume, and my resume wasn't it wasn't that solid. He we had a meet. I, I was at his house one day, and he tells me he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I got a couple ideas for your resume, um, and I got some people I want to show it to, and kind of get you in an entry level position somewhere and get you started on your on your career path. So I'm like, alright, great. So a couple things didn't pan out. And we thought that I thought were going to pan out, and then eventually uh, he revisited, um, connecting me to Udacity, hmm. and then uh, that happened, and then I end up I end up interviewing for an internship. So, Sebastian introduced me to all the people in Udacity. I uh, I interviewed for an internship. And I was able to secure the internship, and I was the start August of um, August of. 2018 I started at Udacity for an internship um eventually that internship was for like 10 weeks it turned into um me I ended up getting the uh the extension of a contract a couple times now and I'm on my last uh, my last extension anyway um what happened was during that time I became a community outreach and brand ambassador intern for the careers team and one of the things that i um that i spearheaded was um was a a, a initiative around community outreach around positive change hmm. um and it was called uh, unlock potential so i started creating this this this, this uh, program a course for them called unlock potential and unlock potential served two things to basically empower people and give them awareness around you know the power of education, and the awareness around uh, Udacity nano degree programs. The two demographics we reached out to was the incarcerated, formerly incarcerated, around uh, reentry and recidivism, and underprivileged and disadvantaged individuals and communities. I'm somebody who comes from both those demographics, and I suffered immensely. So to me, building this program unlocked potential, served a great purpose. So that was one of my focuses, and the main three things that I did. Um, at Udacity under the under the careers team was one. It was about me. It was about me um, securing partnerships.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It was about me um uh, creating content, and the other thing was about outreach. And it was real, real, real strong learning curve. But that position played to my strengths from you know artistic piece and from the um from a creative piece. And um, you know it's been a great it's been a great journey.
0: Yeah, well, and I and I'm, I would would sense too, like you know, Udacity's mission in a lot of ways is, is self education, right? I mean, anybody can show up and take classes, and I, I gotta imagine that has to resonate all the way back to some of the earlier parts we've talked about of uh, you know picking up a book and and teaching yourself, and now you're you're working at this place and learning uh, in that type of environment, which is all geared that way too.
1: Right. No. Exactly. Exactly. Like just being. You know, Udacity's uh, online education platform, so it's edtech, yeah. something I'm very passionate about. Um, so I think it was a great fit from, from you know getting my first real sense of the corporate world in Silicon Valley and like leveling up. Um, it's been a great, great experience. People at like Udacity are very, very passionate about what they're doing. I'm passionate as well.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. You know, like kind of looking forward. I mean, you know, this this love that you have of music, right? And 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 now this tech side of it. uh, Have you thought perhaps about how you might combine those?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've thought about it a lot. There's a lot of um when I first came on the scene, when I first came on the radar in in the um tech community and and the startup and uh, entrepreneurship uh, entrepreneurship and startup building ecosystem especially the one based in Silicon Valley, I came across a lot of, a lot of startups that were taking hip-hop culture and music and merging it with technology and, and doing a lot of those type of startups. Mm-hmm. A lot of those aren't around today. Yeah. You know, Spotify, <laughs> you, you have Spotify and Apple's of the world and Apple Music is of the world. Yeah, And, you know, you have, you have the, um, you have uh, Tidal, Jay-Z's, streaming service uh, of the world. Um, So for me, I kind of, I kind of felt I wanted to put music on hold because, you know, when I, when I looked at Ben and my relationship with him, I'm like, he's, he's connected to Nas, he's connected to Kanye West. I don't need to be another rapper that he has around him. Right. Right. So I kind of started shifting my identity and who I was from a rap, a rap persona or a rapper persona to somebody who was just entrepreneurial. Yeah, and what, it was and it was in the tech space and wanted to build something in tech. Yeah, and that's how I kind of repositioned myself.
0: Yeah, and, well, I, w- I was even thinking, you know, like the, I've, I've, you've seen some really cool things with artificial intelligence and music and right creation these days. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of curious if something along those lines was.
2: Yeah, know, yeah, It's so, a
0: really interesting so, opportunity to bring tech and music together.
1: No, absolutely. So, so music is something I, I, I'm absolutely passionate about, and I. And I I, I look to explore again um in the near future. Yeah. Um, but like I said right now music is on hold but when you look at um when you look at music and technology I don't know if you're aware but um Ben's friend Steve Stout, the, the actual V H one documentary that I saw Ben on, um, the same Steve Stout, the detendant of America that documentary, um, has started a um a music technology startup uh, called United Masters that empowers independent artists to Mm-hmm. own their own music and, and and control their own career um sans uh, a a music label or record label doing that which i think is very powerful i love what steve started doing with united masters um and i'm actually i'm actually on the platform united masters as an artist so i look yeah. forward to definitely getting back in the music and and and, and, and um, having it somewhat of a career in, in that space um but my real focus was financial technology
2: yeah a
1: year after me and then I started looking into financial technology. I never um knew anything really about it. I never knew nothing about the financial sector space. And um I always had I always had a struggle around money, right? I made a lot of money, but I never knew how to leverage it at to right. the next level. And that's because I had that I had that gap of of financial literacy and entrepreneurship education to be able to leverage that money and turn it into something. How I had had I had those things, I, I you know I wouldn't have served 10 years in, in, in prison. Um, I highly doubt it. So that's why financial literacy and entrepreneurship education were, were important to me to make sure I had those components within whatever I built. And um, that's when I started working on uh, a company called Black.
0: Yeah, so tell me a little bit more about, uh, so uh, I believe it's spelled B-L-A-K, right? And It's actually- right, right, right. So us yes. listen a little bit on that.
1: So yeah, so um. I, I saw that African-Americans were the largest group relative to their spending power over $1 trillion that suffered the most financially and economically, which for me made no sense. So right. that told me two things, that the products that were on the market didn't really solve the problem, or the products on the market didn't want to solve the problem. But I saw it differently. I saw that when you empower people, that, and you give them that, that um, you give them the great right tools to empower themselves as a business model, I, I believe it's sustainable and it's scalable, right? It got to be done the right way, right? People, if you can empower people and create that brand loyalty, that speaks volumes. If you look at any of the top brands to this day, how embedded brands are with, with the psyche of, of, of consumers, it's phenomenal. And it's really based on the principles of psychology. But, it's not easy to build a, a legacy brand, right? True. Um, there's a that lot, lot of pieces to that. Anyway, I felt that if I could create something that empower people, especially um, a group of individuals who have suffered and um, who are very, very brand loyal, but have suffered at the hands of, 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 these, of, these, of these brands and these companies where these brands and companies don't speak to them, they don't, they don't, they don't message to them. Bomb. They're sensitive Exactly, I'm sensitive to their plight. I wanted something that really identified with with that, so I created black, and um, black is the acronym that stands for building leverage, acquiring knowledge, a process I had always used all my life to excel and elevate and level up. Hmm. And it's a, it's a more more so it's a pro you know it's this process that I would always um, rely on to to excel and succeed, and it always worked. Um, our, our mission was to build affordable tech-driven uh, personal financial and banking products for people who are financially excluded and kept out of the mainstream banking system or financial uh, ecosystem. Uh, people that use uh, alternative financial services uh, because they, they didn't have a bank account or if they didn't have a bank account, they use those alternative financial services such as payday loans, check cashing entities, you know, um, rent-to-own and all these type of things, um, pawn shops. That was their, that was their yeah. financial uh, e- ecosystem. And Those can be so predatory, to, too,
0: right?
1: Yeah, very, very predatory, very usury, exorbitant yeah. fees. Um, so I, I set out to disrupt that piece of it. Right?
2: Hmm.
1: Um, how do we get them from not using these alternative financial services? How do we get them banked? How do we get them get them um, financially literate? And a step further, how do we um, empower them through entrepreneurship education? Right? Because I believe that all these pieces connect to the to the other once you get become financially literate how do you leverage that to then become you know entrepreneur entrepreneurially educated and then you know build a, build a startup or even build a small business
2: yeah. but
1: um that's that's the that's the elevation towards you know towards wealth building and that was um that was like our motto or, or our, um, our impact statement was um empowering the financially excluded to build wealth so so for me it was all about building wealth. How do we get people there? How do we position them on the path towards wealth building? And for me, knowledge was the basis of that. And um eventually, um, a year later uh, in two thousand sixteen, we we entered our, our first startup building program called Village Capital. So that was very instrumental in me in me getting my first experience in in formal startup building and entrepreneurship education. So that was a great experience. It was three months uh, from, from, uh, from Washington, D.C., to, uh, to, uh, to New York, to San Francisco. Wow. So that was like an accelerator program and um, an incubator. So I went, went through that. I ended up um, connecting to the oldest African-American-owned bank in the country, which is uh, Mechanics and Farmers based in, uh, based in uh, North Carolina. Oh, that's so I connected, connected with them. So, yeah, we, I went real high level. When I straight out, read out, right out the gates and the door, I was real high level. Eventually, that would end um, abruptly. I would lose my team, and I would start from ground zero. And I and I and I started going back on this journey alone. And I, I you know, I, I did the proverbial pivot, course correction. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're when you're yeah. a, when
0: you're a startup founder, so you, an entrepreneur, you, you truly live in Silicon Valley now. You just you just yeah, wrote, man. pivot into the course. yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So
1: so so as of right now, I, I put I, I end up putting uh, Black FinTech on hold, it's on hiatus, and I'm um, but I'm looking 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 forward to getting back into that. It's now going to be called like Black Group, um, yeah. and I'm looking forward to reentering that um, in the near future. But for right now, my focus is really like learning the startup ecosystem, Silicon Valley, um, the technology space on the inside, you no, on the inside now yeah. from the inside, and um you know, and I'm excited, man, about my journey. And yeah, I've learned no, that, you awesome. know, it all, it all takes time, man. It all takes time. Well, so you I, have to invest the time.
0: It's so very true. Uh, you know, and I, I, I love the, you know, like you, you just, I think a lot of people don't realize it's about entrepreneurship, especially is just like how many times you just don't get it right. And how many people have not got it right the first time, the second time, the third time, the 10th time. Right and and you got to keep at it and keep trying to figure out what's next and and so I, I love how that comes across and and the way you talk about it right is is that learning mindset and and, and again like you can see all those ties back all the way back to you as a kid of adopting that learning mindset you know divine this has been an awesome conversation I want to I want to thank you for sharing your story and 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 of course we totally wish you the best of luck on on what you've got going now i want to finish up kind of with just one final question which is something to ask all my guests and and it really is just about what advice uh you know what, what's that one piece of advice going forward as a takeaway uh for listeners about you know getting out of a dire strait if, if you will and 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 in your case, using that to rise above and, and figure out what's next.
1: Take your time. I think that we often don't give ourselves enough time, and we don't look at our lives in a in a in a in a, in a, in a time manner. We just live. We yeah. just keep moving, right? We're always moving. We're always we're always activated. Sometimes you have to deactivate and you have to look at your, if you look at, let's look at life real quick. If you're blessed, you have a hundred years.
2: Yeah.
1: And let's split those into four quarters. Right.
2: Yeah. The
1: first quarter is just growth and development. You're learning, right. You're learning, you're growing all the basic, basics, life necessities. You, 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 um, you grow in that, in that, in that first quarter. The second quarter is where you start to experience, right. 25, 25 years old, uh, to fifty years old, you have that experience, and that's where you kind of really, really start growing towards the end of that, and really understanding life around forty years old. Mm-hmm. Um, that that third quarter is when you prepare for your last quarter, right? You living, you're living yeah. off the wisdom you've you've had, off the experience, and, and and you're really pulling out of life the greater things, family, friends, um a career, you know, something that you should be passionate about. And then that last quarter you just prepare for those after you, right? You prepare for your end and you prepare for those that are gonna be that come after you. Your children, grandchildren, so forth and so on. And we don't often give ourselves enough time or break life up into those type of four quarters and analyze how those look before we before we get there. Right? We just yeah. get there and one day we just find ourselves there and we haven't even thought about who we are. What are we here for? What do we really enjoy? Um, and what do we contribute into the world? Ben has a saying where, and you hear it all the time, and and you hear the same. This one saying in, in Silicon Valley and and in the in the in the in the, the startup and entrepreneurship ecosystem. Um, do something that you're passionate about. Do something that you're passionate about, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but Ben has another take on that. He says, "Don't do anything you're passionate about. Do something that you." that can contribute. They say, follow your passion, follow your passion. Ben says, don't follow your passion, follow your contribution. Because it could be something that you're passionate about that you're doing that you may not be very, very good at.
2: Yeah. and That
1: you really, really won't make a career out of.
2: Yeah. You
1: won't be able to have, create, uh, create a sustainable income with. I love I love that. I love that. And that, that, when you dig deeper into yourself and you examine yourself deeper beyond something that you just love to do, because you may not be very good at that, what you love. But then you look deep, okay, how can what I do or something I choose to do contribute to the world? Because that's what it's about, paying it forward, right? So that's yeah. what I took out of Ben repositioning that follow your passion statement. And, but then I took it a step further. I said, what if you're passionate about your contribution? Hmm. It's like doubling down. Challenge yourself <laughs> twice. It. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, so that's the advice I would give. Take your time. Learn who you are. Because I had to go through this. Whole journey of uh, grant of reexamining who I was, because yeah. in one aspect I knew I knew who I was in one aspect. I knew who I was as a drug dealer, as, a, as a, someone who became highly spiritual, hence my name divine, and I, I found all this in prison, but I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't find who I, who I was in the sense of, of, of a career in the sense of um, my real contribution to the world, my real, my real, my real passion about what I really enjoyed doing. Um, when I was in that that first that first um, employment opportunity here in Silicon Valley, is when it really clicked for me about you have to be you definitely have to be passionate, especially in the sense of being employed and doing a, a nine to five job,
2: because yeah. you're,
1: not, you're just going to be dissatisfied. And I'm somebody who gets dissatisfied um, very very quick in the sense of if I'm not doing something that aligns with my spirit, I'm not going to be 100 percent in.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: not going to give it my all. I'm not going to give it my best. Um, because I've always been somebody who created something for themselves. I've never had to do something for somebody else in the sense of working a nine to five. Yeah. And then I learned that more so in, in being in Udacity taught me that further. Um, when I when I when I was first went in doing something I really really loved being artistic, being creative, and then really positioning into something that I really wasn't aligned with. I could do it. I was intelligent enough to do it. I could do it, but. Am I really, really passionate about it in the sense of I want to do it? Um, so I learned that, and I had never learned that before. So that was a, a, a learning curve for me. So I always, so, so I, so I always give the advice to people to take your time, and I really, really um, speak to that strongly now than I ever did in the past. Believe in yourself, and don't give up on you. Uh, because these are the two things that I use to get through prison, and I use to navigate the startup and entrepreneurship ecosystem. So that, those are my, my strongest takeaways. And, um, and, and find yourself a great mentor or mentors. Yeah. You don't have to personally know somebody for them to be a mentor. A lot of Ben being my mentor has been offhand, has been in, in, in being around him in the times that I am around him, listening to him, watching him. Um, and, you know, of course, reading his book, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Um, I've, I've had the blessing to be a, amongst him personally. So I've, been, I've been blessed to, from a firsthand experience. And from a close experience, to be able to learn Ben a lot, um, learn his psyche, um, his, how he thinks, how he, how, he, um, how, he, um, how he engages and executes in his personal life. Um, ben has a lot of content on, online, and he shares a lot of information um, out there that you can study, and, and a lot of that I've, I've, I've taken advantage of. And so I'd say it's all out there. Yeah. You have to have the initiative, take the initiative to get past that learning curve, be diligent. Um, and don't give up. Like you have to be, you have to, you have to be courageous, man. This is, this is for the courageous.
0: Divine. It's awesome. I mean, it's such a great story. And I just want to thank you for, for coming on and sharing that with everybody. Thanks again for being on the developmental podcast.
1: Well, thank you for inviting me. And I enjoyed the time with you. And, um, I look forward to doing it again.
0: Great.